What's up, everybody? This is Aaron over at Upchuck Theater. Doing an impromptu, off-the-cuff review of a couple things for you guys and gals uh, on this March 16th, 2017. Hope everybody's doing well. Here in the Northeast, we've gotten dumped on with snow. Finally came. This has been a pretty dry winter for us, at least here in Buffalo. And uh, then in the span of about 36 hours, we got, I would think, over two feet of snow. Then it just kind of stopped, and then it warmed up, and then the streets were clear in a couple hours. It's crazy living here sometimes with that. Uh, hope everybody's safe and sound. If you've been a part of that, whether you're here, whether you're down in New York City, or somewhere in New England, wherever it may be. Uh, everybody else, that's what's been going on. Uh, wanted to hit you guys off with a couple uh, off-the-cuff reviews this evening, quickly. I also wanted to apologize uh, for those of you that have been pretty loyal listeners uh, at the lack of kind of new content coming out. Uh, we've got a bunch in the pipeline, uh, and that kind of falls on me in the end to uh, you know, edit them and just make sure that everything is right and on pace and on track uh, with them uh, time-wise and just pace-wise. You know, we want everybody to listen, you know, A to Z, beginning to end. Um, it's been kind of a crazy little bit of time here in the first quarter of the year. Um, you know, everybody's getting a cold or getting sick at some point, uh, you know, stuff like that work. Of course. Um, I also myself was a little distracted with some other projects. Uh, I was fortunate enough to work on a really cool sci-fi pilot, uh, for my friend Saragon Odassi. Uh, you can check this out. It's on Facebook, on Twitter, all over the place. It's called Absynthia, A-B-S-Y-N-T-H-I-A. Uh, Saragon's a bit of a sci-fi nerd, really big Star Trek fan, uh, like Serenity, Firefly, stuff like that. And so she had this really interesting idea to combine her love of sci-fi with steampunk, which is similar enough. Uh, and uh, she made this really interesting concept. Uh, very female-dominating, uh, or uh, dominating is maybe the wrong word, but very strong female characters. Um, you know, and she had that in mind, you know, that she wanted to really have uh, some empowered characters of the female persuasion to kind of lead this charge. And they do, <clears throat> and it's really neat. And I was very fortunate to uh, spend a day in New Jersey uh, with her. Uh, and, of course, Saragon and I go way back. Uh, 10 years working on a film. Actually, we worked on two films together, uh, but only one of them. We were actually together working on it um, back here in Buffalo in the yesteryears. years. And it was really great to just meet some new people and do some different things and, and get to work with a couple people that I may never have otherwise gotten to know. Um, so really, really neat stuff. So some things like that. So I've been a bit distracted. Uh, so I apologize for that. Uh, we do have Sucker Punch out now, the first official episode of this second season. It's a terrible movie. Um, it's just really bad. Yeah, it's horrible. So, anyways, um, hopefully we'll be able to get the rest of these out to you sooner than later and keep everything rolling. We've got a full year this time around, and we're hoping to do the better part of 30 full episodes for you guys. Uh, you know, with these kind of off-the-cuffs, Dustin and I are planning on doing a tete-a-tete at some point where I go first, and he can try to uh, dominate that conversation like I did to him. <laughs> um, you know, so we're all hoping to be able to just keep it rolling, and I'd really love by the end of this year to uh, more or less be able to give you guys almost the equivalent of an episode a week, even if some of them are just 15 minutes long. 
as always, thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Please share this. Please tell other people about us. Uh, comment on things, you know. Some of you are very faithful listeners. Uh, I'm not sure that everybody knows how to subscribe or maybe how to like or how to comment. Um, you know, follow us on Twitter, like the Facebook page, ask somebody else to do the same. That's all we can ask for. Uh, we do have some potentially really exciting news in relation to exposure. Uh, I'm not going to say anything official on it yet because I don't know if it's going to be official yet. But if it's anything like everything else that's happened with this group so far, things take a little bit of time because they're actually pretty involved down in New York City and Chicago. Uh, but they're pretty legit. And so, you know, things just take a little bit of time when people are moving and shaking and doing their thing. Uh, but we have a real, real exciting opportunity, and uh, hopefully it'll come to us. So uh, we'll get into it now uh, in relation to a couple films that I've watched recently. Uh, these, of course, are me just on my own watching movies because that's what I like to do. Uh, the first one that I'm going to uh, hit you off with is from 1984. It's called Blood Simple, uh, the first movie by the Coen brothers who... Uh, did Raising Arizona, did Fargo, uh, The Man Who Wasn't There, Miller's Crossing, uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Burn After Reading, amongst probably at least another six or seven others. Um, they're a very interesting group, or duo rather. Um, you know, they work pretty hand in hand. They did No Country for Old Men, of course, too. Um, and it's very interesting with me and the Coen brothers. I'm 50 50 on them, all the way down the line. I either really like the movie, or I really don't like the movie. Uh, perfect example is Blood Simple. I think it's great, brilliant, straightforward, to the point, simple, cool, noir kind of thing. Uh, Francis McDormand, very, very young. Uh, it was the Coen brothers' first movie, and of course Francis McDormand would marry one of the Coens not long after the movie was done. Uh, M. Emmett Walsh from tons of different things, Blade Runner amongst them, uh, as Captain Bryant. Um... You know, and it's a story about uh, a saloon owner who knows that his wife is cheating on him, and he suspects that she's cheating on him with one of his bartenders. So he hires a really sleazy uh, M.M. at Walsh, really sleazy, greasy, gritty P.I. to follow them, you know, do what P.I.s do, private investigators do. And, of course, he enjoys it a little too much. Uh, and, of course, they are having an affair, so he plots to kill them. He hires the... Uh, private investigator, again, he hires him to kill them. But the guy double-crosses him, he gets paid, and he kills the uh, saloon owner. And then uh, the lover, the bartender, he kind of stumbles onto that whole situation. <clears throat> uh, the private detective has implicated the wife in the murder, so it's kind of all these people kind of playing all these games on each other. Um, and it's very, very interesting. It's really well done. Great soundtrack. Fantastic soundtrack. Um, the end sequence is pretty cool. It's really, really neat. And very ten a lot of tension. Um, not much talking. Just kind of action playing out. Very, very good. Highly recommend Blood Simple. If you like a detective kind of story or a hard-boiled kind of story, um, you know, it falls into that 70s and, you know, first part of the 80s that for me is the best time, at least in American cinema. Um, just doesn't, nothing else compares to it, to me. Um, I just really, really like everything about it, about that time period. So much good stuff. And uh, I think that if you like something serious and a little bit off the beaten path, I think you'll dig Blood Simple. <laughs> 
Um, the next movie I want to talk about is uh, Dead of Winter. Uh, this is again from the 80s. This is 87, I believe, with Mary Steenberg and uh, Jan Rubes, who uh, I didn't recognize at first, and then I realized that he is old Eli Lapp from Witness, from Peter Ware's Witness with Harrison Ford, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I think even over Blade Runner is the best movie that Harrison Ford ever did, uh, certainly mm-hmm. performance-wise. I would say that Blade Runner... Um, Witness, and then Presumed Innocent are Harrison Ford's best movies. They're also my favorite movies that he's done. Uh, But I think that part of the reason is because uh, they are his best. Um, When I was younger, before I wanted to pursue writing and acting myself, I was just loving movies. I was just a huge fan of Harrison Ford. Just a huge fan of Harrison Ford. Uh, Blade Runner is a great example uh, when they re-released the director's cut of Blade Runner. Um, well, it came out in 92, and then they, you know, kind of re-released it a few years later or whatever it was. And I bought it, and I bought it on a video cassette. It wasn't even like a DVD quite yet. I bought it on video. And the reason I bought it was because it looked cool. It had a cool name. Maybe my dad had mentioned something about it being kind of neat. But it had Harrison Ford on it with that big gun and everything like that. And Ridley Scott, of course, as the director, I knew that name, too. But that was it. Like, I bought that movie because of him. So, um, and uh, and I just really, I just always loved his work. And then, you know, as I got a little older, you know, your taste changes a little bit or whatever. And I also wasn't enamored with a lot of the things that he's done later on in his career. I think he kind of got to a point, as it seems like a lot of the big superstars have at some point in their career. Uh, you know, he just kind of was like, eh, you know, I'm going to have some fun, and I'm going to do whatever I want, and I don't really care so much if they're going to pay me. So who can argue with that? I mean, good for him. That's what he, you know, that's his right. Um, but so Dead of Winter, Mary Steenberg, uh, 1987. Uh, she's an actress. She actually plays three roles in the movie. She plays a woman who's killed right at the offset, first couple minutes of the film. The main role she plays is an actress, and then the third role she plays is the uh, kind of estranged sister of the first woman. So the main uh, character that she plays is an actress who's hired to do this bit. You know, it's it's advertised as a replacement needed immediately for a part. And so she gets driven to this uh, beautiful, you know, mansion somewhere north of New York City, more or less. Um, you know, she's obviously in New York City as an actress. It's the dead of winter. Uh, her husband is a photographer who's out of work and dealing with a broken leg, and so it's a big opportunity for her in a lot of ways. So she uh, goes, and then very soon afterwards, she starts realizing something's not quite right. Phones don't work. Um, you know, th- her two hosts, while they're very kind, something's a little off, something's a little weird. They're studying her in a strange way, this, that, and the other. Um, Then she notices that her driver's license is burned in the fireplace. Then she comes across the body of the first woman. And it's uh, revealed that she looks so much like this woman that there's a scam going on trying to blackmail the other sister. Needless to say, some other things happen. Uh, The other sister comes into play, and the movie plays out. Uh, it's a very interesting movie. 
I can't say that I wouldn't recommend someone to watch it if you dig a mystery, if you dig something just, again, a little bit different. It's not a great movie. Um, after watching, I said, Meh. you know. Um, I'm, not unha- I'm not sorry that I saw it. I don't need to see it again. Mary Steenberg's a little weird. Just, meh, not a lot of presence. Um, the story is interesting, but I think it could have been 15 minutes shorter for sure. And I think a little bit more judicious editing might have tightened it up a little bit, made it a little bit more impactful. Um, so a neat little movie if you've never seen it, but, you know, you, you know you're not missing anything crazy if you don't. Uh, last movie that I want to throw on here uh, is Black Mass with Johnny Depp. Uh, Johnny Depp, Joel Edgerton, uh, Kevin Bacon, um, Peter Sarsgaard in his weird mouth in a very small role, um, and he dies pretty good. Um, if you don't know, Black Mass is a, kind of a biopic on Whitey Bulger, James Whitey Bulger, the uh, Boston Southie. Notorious gangster who uh, led the Winter Hill Gang for many, many years in the 70s, 80s, 90s. <clears throat> Excuse me, 90s. Until he fled. Uh, everybody basically ratted on him uh, because he was a rat. He was an informant for the FBI for the better part of 20 years. Um, kind of just getting away and doing with doing whatever he wanted. Uh, kind of duping the government for sure. Um, very interesting story. Um, his brother is one of the most famous Massachusetts politicians of all time, a very acclaimed politician. Um, And so a very interesting dichotomy there. Um, If you've ever seen The Departed with Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Jack Nicholson, Alec Baldwin, Mark Wahlberg, that movie is, first and foremost, a remake of Infernal Affairs, which is a great... Hong Kong movie starring Andy Lau, um, but it also is somewhat based on Whitey Bulger. Uh, Jack Nicholson's character is kind of based on that idea. Um, and the fact that he's an informant and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of similarities there. And The Departed is one of those funny movies, just on another quick tangent. It's a good movie. Um, it's entertaining. You know, it's, it's, a, it's one of Scorsese's better ones in his later years. Uh, doesn't hold a candle to Infernal Affairs. Uh, Nicholson is over the top as always. Um, he's such a jackass that he refused to wear a Boston Red Sox cap in a scene because he's a New York Yankees fan in real life, and he wouldn't do it. Um, so he wore a Yankees cap in Boston as a Boston mob boss. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> and uh, DiCaprio's his usual okay self. Decent, not great. Um, you know, Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg actually steals the show in this movie. Uh, Alec Baldwin's also fabulous. Matt Damon's in it as well, of course. Vera Farminga. Uh, veritable, you know, you know, bed of stars, superstars, whatever you may have it. Uh, or as you may have it. Uh, Damon's okay, too. Damon's definitely better than DiCaprio. Not his best role. I think Dick Damon is a far better actor overall than DiCaprio. Uh, but neither of them really made that one, you know, spectacular. But Black Mass is based on more of the true facts. Uh, it's kind of interesting. They go back and forth between some of his most loyal confidants uh, telling their story and things happening through the 70s, 80s, and 90s, um, you know, all the murders and all that stuff. He had a relationship 
with an FBI agent who grew up with him and his politician brother. Um, so he kind of gets that whole train going, and then he kind of succumbs to the lifestyle of being, you know, in bed with a notorious gangster. Um, I'm not a Johnny Depp fan, not a real big fan of his. I acknowledge that he's done some very good work. I acknowledge that some of the films he's, you know, some of the roles he's done are, are good, but I think he's one of the most overrated actors of all time. Uh, he just doesn't do it for me. And, you know, some people look at him as a sex symbol. Some people think that he's super talented. You know, of course, it's all in the eye of the beholder. I don't. Um, he's done some other work that, that's been really good. Um, but, you know, I, you know, without beating the horse too much, just meh, always never really did it for me. I will say that Black Mass is probably the best thing that I think he's ever done. Um, he was excellent at it. He really was. He was fabulous in it. Um, embodied the character. Really consumed it. You know, everything that a lot of people say he does in every role that I just go, okay, yeah, yeah right, sure he does. And just kind of roll my eyes at In this one, he did. He really did. He really took it to another level uh, as Whitey Bulger. Um, just a great performance. Incredible performance. Um, and it's a good film overall. Benedict Cumberbatch is in it as his brother. Um you know, it's just, it's well done. It's got a good cast, and they really took it. They really took it to it. Really enjoyed Black Mass. Thought it was, uh, thought it was a good movie. Uh, more than a good movie. Thought it was a really good movie. Uh, from 2015, so a little, obviously a lot more uh, modern than most stuff that I throw up on here. Uh, <laughs> literally throw up, not, not vomiting, I guess. Just throwing up here in an impromptu podcast. Um... Really liked Black Mass. Really dug it. Uh, you know, it shot well. Script is great. You know, there's a couple shots in particular after they kill a guy who insulted Bulger kind of like the night before or a day or two before. They kill him and they bury him under this bridge, which kind of became a notorious burial ground for a lot of bodies. It's just this long shot. You know, he's standing there looking out over the water. One or two of his associates are there. The camera's just kind of pulling back, and it's this really long, long shot. And it was just, just good. It was just really neat. It was just really well done. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not like a chase movie by any means. Um, the the acts of violence in it, for the most part, are actually very muted. There isn't like a ton of blood. Um, there's no like huge explosions or this or that. Um, you know, the guns that are being fired, for the most part, are small caliber. You know, he's always using just kind of like a thirty-eight revolver. You know, nothing that's like some huge automatic weapons, not even shotguns. In one scene, he does use kind of a, he uses some kind of high-powered rifle. Uh, or maybe it's even like a smaller-calibered kind of shotgun. But other than that, it's all, you know, small arms. It's people being choked out. It's stuff like that. It's interesting because it's a gangster picture in that sense. But it's a very muted and subdued gangster picture. And the violence is very intrinsic to the story. But it's kind of organic that way. It's not really brought out in the way that you might expect it. Um, really, 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 really recommend Black Mass. Uh, recommend Black Mass highly. Recommend Blood Simple highly. Don't really recommend uh, Dead of Winter. Um, yeah, just can't really, can't really get into it. Um, oh, and one final thing. One final kind of gem. Uh, movie Proxy. It's on Hulu right now. I watched it a few years ago. Uh, it's from 2013. It's about it's a it's, it, you want to talk about an off the off the cuff weirdest weird 
weirdness kind of movie. Um, basically, this woman, she's pregnant, and in the first scene, she's brutally assaulted and loses the baby. Goes to a support group, meets this other chick who is there, and behavior's a little weird. By chance, the first girl, uh, Esther, sees the second woman uh, in the mall. You know, she's at these meetings for grieving mothers, grieving parents, you know, loss of child, loss of whatever. And then she sees this woman with her child. That's all for attention. And uh, so she's kind of horrified and mortified that this woman would use do that and exploit her, uh, her, her blood, her flesh and blood for attention. At the same time, Esther is in a very interesting relationship with another woman um, who you know, is definitely very dominant, um, you know, more of a masculine kind of uh, lesbian character. Um, it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting movie overall, but that relationship is very interesting in how it's explored. And what happens, Esther takes revenge out on this woman um, in a way that I won't give away because I really think everybody should watch Proxy. If you listen to this podcast and you've gotten anything out of any of my off-the-cuffs, um, watch Proxy. Uh, and then the repercussions of what happens when she gets revenge on Melanie, who's the other woman, uh, and then what happens after that, and then what happens after that. So everything in this movie is kind of a consequence kind of movie, uh, and everybody is so weird and so m- weird in their misery makes for fascinating viewing. Um, you know, a lot of critics or whatever either, have either loved it or hated it. Um, you know, it's no real middle ground on it. Um, it's very interesting. The performances are very muted. Um, they're very dull is the wrong word. They're almost kind of bland, though, and it's kind of on purpose. You know, these people really kind of live in a bubble that's not quite 100% reality. Even the more grounded characters uh, out of the main characters, and there aren't many, uh, the husband of Melanie is a good example, is probably the most, I guess, normal in quotation marks. Just, you know, a person who's at least somewhat grounded in what's going on around him. And he is even way left to center. So, um, so yeah, definitely recommend that too. So, said I had three, ended up coming in at four. Recommend Proxy, recommend Blood Simple, uh, recommend Black Mass, recommend all three of those highly don't really recommend Dead of Winter. Again, wasn't a bad movie. Just, you know, not really uh, something that uh, you need to worry about. That's what uh, that's what Uncle Aaron's here for. So once again, guys and gals, thanks so much for listening as always. Please, please, please subscribe, like, tweet, follow us on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, subscribe to the, the Tumblr, tell somebody else about us. And, uh, you know, we're growing steadily, uh, slowly, but surely. We appreciate your support. Just do that little bit for us, and we'll keep getting bigger and better together. Thanks so much. See you soon. Goodbye.